the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. You know, uh, often, despite uh, deep uphill struggles, despite the world feeling as though it's against you in many ways, often the only choice to take one step forward or to take another breath of fresh air is to be optimistic. We saw a piece today um, in Time magazine, the most radical and rebellious choice you can make is to be optimistic. And it's spot on because on a dreary Monday in February, when it feels oftentimes that the roof is caving in on a lot of our lives, what choice do we have? Two choices. You can wallow in despair or you can take the light and climb out of it and be optimistic. This short article is written by Guillermo del Toro, who's won several Oscars, I would think, for yep. directing, right? He's the color of Shape of Water, right? right? Um, it's a short article, so here it goes. Optimism is radical. It is the hard choice, the brave choice, and it is, it seems to me, most needed now in the face of despair, just as a car is most useful when you have a distance to close. Otherwise, it is a large, unmovable object parked in the garage. These days... The safest way for someone to appear intelligent is being skeptical by default. We seem sophisticated when we say we don't believe and disingenuous when we say we do. History and fable have both proven that nothing is ever entirely lost. David can take Goliath. A beach in Normandy can turn the tide of war. Bravery can topple the powerful. These facts are often seen as exceptional, but they're not. Every day, we all become the balance of our choices. Choices between love and fear, belief or despair. No hope is ever too small. Optimism is our instinct to inhale while suffocating. Our need to declare what needs to be in the face of what is. Optimism is not uncool. It is rebellious and daring and vital. The American writer Theodore Sturgeon once said, quote, 90% of everything is crap, and I believe he was right. But surely that also means that 10% of everything is worth the effort. And so it goes. Time after time, choice after choice, that we decide to leave behind a biography or an epitaph. Look around you now and decide between the two. Inhale or die. That's what we have for a Monday. That's so good. Inhale or die. It's our choice. It's hard, though. You can always look around and, you know. Despair. At the political process, at your work life, at your personal life, at your health. 
at your finances, at all of those things. But the radical choice is to be optimistic. And the radical choice is the optimism in Christ. Because if you're a believer, then you state the obvious, that this time on earth, this brief parentheses that we spend here together, is temporary. What we're really aiming for, what we desire more than anything, is eternity in heaven with our Lord and Savior. That's the promise. And to me, that's the ultimate optimism. Mm -hmm. When you accept Christ into your life, you sign up for eternity. So how do you fill in those blanks between now and that final breath in that optimistic way where you infuse your life with love and hope, with grace, to bring the optimism of Christ into the world around you? I think that's the word for today. We got a good show for you. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm optimistic about it, John. Very nice. Stick around, please. As we do every Monday, we go to the White House. Greg Clugston from SRN News joins us in just a few minutes. 101.5 WORD. Now, a fantastic way to make the day count for only Jesus. Enter the Casting Crown's Only Jesus Getaway Giveaway. We're giving away two grand prizes, a getaway trip for two to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., and a getaway for two to see Casting Crown's live in concert. Plus, Casting Crown CD catalogs and more. Jesus is the only name to remember. Register to win at wordfm.com slash contests. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. Do not forget to buy lentils, or the lentil soup you're making for dinner will be sorely lacking. By the way, Mrs. Calloway says thanks for helping her bundle home and auto. She appreciates the extra savings, even though you kept using the word apropos incorrectly. But the main thing is do not forget to buy, uh, what was it? Something apropos, the lentil soup. Sorry, I'll call you back. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Why get stuck with a Medicare plan that leaves you at a disadvantage? Medicare open enrollment season has been extended through March 31st. So take advantage of your final opportunity this year to make a one-time switch to real Medicare coverage that includes traditional Medicare Part B and the Part D prescription drug plan. The team at Marley Financial knows Medicare is confusing. They know you've got questions, and their team of experts can guide you through all of the options available to help you make the best choice possible. A comprehensive medical plan that lets you access any doctor or hospital you want without a referral with lower deductibles and co-pays little to none. A Medicare plan that's focused not just on cost, but on quality. So don't get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496. Deadline is March 31st. Find them online, marleyfg.com. Today, you have more choices than ever when it comes to where you purchase products, but you also have an opportunity to support companies that align with your values. The Original Mattress Factory hand-builds high-quality mattresses right here in your hometown. We believe in doing right by our customers by offering the best mattresses at factory-direct prices every day. So when you shop for a mattress, we hope you'll make the choice to buy with your values. Visit the Original Mattress Factory to see the OMF difference for yourself. From the moment you met... It's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry 
that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. And we head to the White House. Greg Clugston is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, always things going on, especially now. Uh, because we're in campaign season already. Well, how did this happen, Greg? Welcome. Well, thank you. Hi, you guys. <laughs> yeah, campaign season. You know, you think about it, this time next year, I think the Iowa caucuses will already be over. Oh, my gosh. And we'll be, we'll be off and running. So that's one reason why we have the campaign off and running. And, and you're right. Uh, this week in Washington, uh, we're looking at another potential shutdown Friday unless they get their act together. All right. So any movement between the sides, Greg, whatsoever? Well, you know, late last week, Kathy, we were getting some good vibes coming from Capitol Hill. Right. The, the general reaction we were hearing from lawmakers involved in these bipartisan talks was, hey, we've been having several days of meetings, and it's encouraging. We've made some progress, although we still have a ways to go. And and that continued on, on Saturday. And then yesterday on the Sunday talk shows, you had any number of uh, of the parties, Republicans and Democrats, all saying, yeah, we kind of hit a... A snag over the weekend, and, and things stalled out. And so that gave way to pessimism. Now, late this afternoon, or in the middle of this afternoon, uh, it looked as if those talks may resume, and there was um, one of the Republican members of Congress involved in these talks, quoted as saying that um, she is uh, is encouraged now. Texas uh, Congressman, Congresswoman Kay Granger said that uh, they were going to have the negotiations again. So it's it's kind of this up and down, a little bit of a roller coaster in terms of knowing exactly where they stand. The one thing that we do know that came um, out of the weekend talks is that Democrats are really pushing hard now to cap the number of people that federal officials can actually house and detain. And so in terms of, like, migrant beds, like how many beds available, like 16,000 beds, uh, even though we currently are, are housing 20,000, they want to lower the cap to 16,000, and that has upset the Republicans and the White House. Wow. So, Greg, can you peel back the particulars of who was involved in the negotiations? I mean, who are the people they're meeting where? How does the whole machination unfold? Right. Well, they uh, they have been holding holding talks not every single day during these last two and a half weeks. Um, it was it was the better part of you know four or five days after the president um, reopened the government before they had their first sit down meeting, and even from the very beginning, President Trump was expressing um, you know almost disdain for the group, believing yes. that Democrats weren't going you know calling it a waste of time essentially. Uh, but they they have been they have been meeting. There are. Um, there are Republicans and Democrats from both the House and the uh, the Senate that party leaders have selected to be a part of this process. Um, they tend to be mostly people that are a part of the appropriations process because they're talking about the budget, and also they're talking um, with officials who have a, you know a sense of especially homeland security issues for which mostly centered on when you're talking about the border and border security. So those are those are the you know the outlines of, of players involved here. You know what's really interesting is that um, there was real hope that uh, you know they were going to come up with some sort of a deal at the end of last week 
which would then give all of this week the opportunity to pass the actual agreement, if there was one, um, in time for the president to sign it on Friday. So as each hour ticks here this week, we're getting closer and closer to that midnight Friday deadline. I see. So then the pre- this deadline, this midnight Friday deadline, that's a deadline that was produced by the president, and chances are he's going to stick to this. Right. So you remember, um, you know, this coming Friday, it'll be three weeks that he announced in the Rose Guard that he was going to sign a temporary signing bill, uh, I'm sorry, a temporary spending bill for three weeks that would give that amount of time uh, for Congress to come up with a, uh, a more permanent budget plan that would include money for the border wall and other security issues. So we're in, we're in this third week right now. And so we will be looking, if there is no deal, we would be looking at midnight Friday to have a partial government shutdown just like we had uh, for most of the month of January um, with those very same um, agencies affected and essentially running out of money. So uh, what, what Republicans and Democrats are trying to do is come up with a, you know, obviously a longer term, you know, through the rest of the fiscal year so that we're not uh, continuing to have these two and three week short term fixes. We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. All right, so we're deep, as we said at the start of our segment, into the election season already, which is just depressing. But we've got two people who we uh, who are in the race on the Democratic side who weren't in the race a week ago when we talked. We've got Elizabeth Warren. We've got Amy Klobuchar. Um, both of them, though, uh, declaring their candidacy while dragging behind them some scandals. Elizabeth Warren with her, you know, claims of being a Cherokee, and Amy Klobuchar apparently, who you know, many who has the largest staff turnover in all of the House and Senate. Right. So with Senator Warren, um, she was really the first. I think it was on either New Year's Eve day or New Year's Day. She was the first uh, of the major Democratic. Um, candidates to uh, say that she was going to be launching this exploratory committee. She made it official in her speech this past Saturday over the weekend in Massachusetts that she is officially running. So that wasn't a surprise, but she did make it official. And so she is off and running, and she, of course, is talking about uh, you know economic equality. That seems to be the centerpiece of of, of her campaign, and really her 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 role in Congress and her her public political life in terms of uh, we first you know she first came onto the scene you know ten twelve years ago during the financial crisis and uh, was a, a big consumer um, activist in terms on behalf of the American people so th- that's going to be the center point of her campaign she is of course a big target uh, for President Trump because he has uh, often referred to that scandal over her ethnic background. Um, in less than flattering ways, yes. and uh, will uh, no doubt continue to do that. Now, Klobuchar um, is come. She comes from the Midwest, and she is 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 really hoping that her, as she sees them, her Midwest sensibilities are going to really play to some important states in the middle part of the country. Of course, I just mentioned the Iowa caucuses. That's a neighboring state uh, to her home state of Minnesota. And, um, you know, if you look back at a couple of the close states that Donald Trump won in his race against Hillary Clinton, he had very small margins of victory over Hillary in um, Wisconsin, next door to Minnesota, and also Michigan, also in the upper Midwest. And so she's hoping that she can take her message and uh, really appeal to voters who might be, um, you know, in the middle, independent or 
um, you know, take away from where Trump actually had some really imposit- positive uh, results during the 2016 election. But none, but none of her staff seemed to like her. Right, right. Yeah, you know, she did respond to that, uh, Kathy. She said that she is tough and that she pushes people. So that wasn't really uh, that wasn't really uh, an objection to the statement that she's uh, running through a lot of staff people. I see. Uh, it's almost an acknowledgement of it. So she she may have to, uh, to to deal with that. How how important that is to everyday Americans when they vote, we'll have to wait and see. Right. So Greg, uh, today you may know this. Uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting in Major <laughs> League Baseball. So There's good news out there. It hey. is good news, right? I mean, you know, there's spring on the cusp somewhere. But you know, when pitchers and catchers report, it always kind of like signals the start of baseball. But as we talk and, you know, we, we think about what's ahead in these next couple of years, is there an official start of primary season where if you're in, you're in? Because right now we're seeing maybe five or six candidates who are throwing their hat sort of metaphorically into the ring. But at what point does, you know, the, the, the beginning of spring training get underway for the presidential election season? Well, I would say... It, it is underway simply because we do have official candidates having declared, and they have launched the fundraising machine. They are making visits to places like Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina, these early uh, primary states. So in a sense, it is officially underway. Um, in terms – and there is nothing you – know, there is no you know, guidebook that says uh, this is the – uh, the actual beginning date or the, or, or the last date that somebody can jump in. Because if you look like somebody like Joe Biden, for example, he has he has name recognition that Already. a lot of these early candidates don't have. Right. So what that does, it allows him to take uh, take his time in deciding whether to enter the race without hurting his ability to get his name out there to the people. So it, it really depends on where, you, where what your starting platform is. And for some of these members of Congress, obviously they're well known in their districts or their home states, or maybe regionally. But they're they're needing to get in early because they need to get that national name recognition underway. I see. Talk to us about Donald Trump tonight. El Paso, a rally again, more campa- more campaigning. It is more campaigning, and it's interesting that it's in El Paso. El Paso sits on the U.S.-Mexico border. This is not a. Uh, this was not a selection of a city by accident by the White House and his campaign. <laughs> he's there. Uh, he's going. He's on his way um, right now. He's just leaving Washington and uh, making the flight to El Paso, and he's going to hold a you know a MAGA rally there tonight. And obviously, he's doing so at the border in the last week of these negotiations about his border wall. And we'll have to see if uh, he comes up with any any new lines of uh, attack, or maybe he has, the White House has provided him with new material in terms of statistics. Now, the one reason why he's, he's picked El Paso is because, if you remember in the State of the Union speech, as well as some other recent speeches he's given on the border issue, he has pointed to El Paso and, and really used it as an example of a city he says has benefited from having a barrier there along the border, and that has translated into lower crime statistics. Now, some of those stats have been disputed by officials in El Paso as to the direct correlation between crime and the wall, but uh, the president continues to use this as an example, and he's going to be there in person tonight to try and make that case uh, even more even more vibrant as he's uh, making the pitch to the American people. I see. And will you be traveling with the president, Greg? Not today. I'll be uh, I'll be watching 
I'll be watching his uh, his rally tonight here from Washington. Wonderful. Greg Clarkson is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg joins us uh, every Monday to talk about the issues in and around uh, Washington, D.C. and the Beltway. Hey, Greg, um, uh, sort of off the mark here, but we're reading about uh, Representative Ilhan Omar, who went on an anti-Semitic uh, Twitter rampage over the weekend. Can you speak to that uh, about when someone, I mean, especially as a freshman in Congress, sort of goes off the rails, how is that dealt with or not within the halls of, of the government? I mean, it, it, uh, this is such a weird story, and it's such a sort of a red herring. What's your take on all that? Well, it's interesting for a couple of reasons. One is that uh, we do seem to have... Uh, a freshman class of of uh, members of Congress, especially in the Democratic side, that are extremely expressive. They're yes. very outgoing. Uh, they're not shy whatsoever about pushing the envelope a little bit, using social media to get their message. And there's nothing wrong with using social media to get to get out your message as a public figure. Uh, but we are seeing you know, sort of a new brand of of uh, member of Congress. Uh, you know, with with and, and a lot of them are, are younger members of Congress as well, but they ha- are also running into um, understanding, you know, the, the potential downsides. Even when you look at Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, you know, she used some very you know bad language in talking about the president right after um, she was sworn in, in in early January, and that was captured on video and, and shared on social media. And she had to, to answer to that. And and with this latest example of anti-Semitism, again, we're, uh, there's a lot of immediate backlash and response from from all quarters. And in in terms of the specific response from Democrats, party party leaders of the Democratic Party moved very quickly uh, to encourage and call on her to apologize for these comments. Um, in, in terms of talking about Republicans and uh, the relationship between the Republican Party and the United States and Israel and Jewish donors and all the rest. And they felt that it was very important to move quickly on that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a self-guided thing by members of the Democratic leadership. I they see. just on their own said, hey, we just need to speak out on this. Yeah, and it was interesting watching how Democrats responded to um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal last week because, you know, several, you know, Cory Booker lined up right behind Elizabeth Warren lined up right behind it. Uh, Kamala Harris lined up right behind it. Nancy Pelosi, really, I think the only notable leader saying, no, wait a minute. So, <laughs> but the crazy thing is, I mean, a year ago she was a bartender. I mean, and all of a sudden, you know, she's directing policy, and people are jumping online, going, "Yeah, this makes good sense." Right. So, how how is Nancy Pelosi the only person, or at least the only vocal person in dem- in the Democratic hierarchy, saying, "Wait a minute, this in the long run is not going to be good for us"? Yeah, that's interesting, and that, and it's really worth following how this plays out because um, if you if you look at the language in that Green New Deal and what some of the goals are over the next 10 years in terms of eliminating airplane travel and, uh, you know, retrofitting every single public building in America. I mean, uh, there, there are just some uh, questionable goals in terms of being realistic in that time frame and the scope of, of the kind of change that are being, you know, that's being promoted. And so it, it begs the question then for some of these candidates who are quick to sign up to say, hey, I support this, were they supporting the general concept of the Green New Deal, or were they saying, I have read this 14-page document, and I 
I believe everything is in here is something right, that we should right. be all. <laughs> well, if are, listen, if they didn't, if things. they didn't take the time to read the fourteen pages before they came out publicly and said rah rah, then you know why would you trust them to you know run for to be president anyway? Well, that's a, that's a good point, and it, it also wouldn't be the first time that a member of Congress um, endorsed something or <laughs> yeah, voted right. for something without having read it. Yeah, right. so it's probably the rule than the exception. Right. We have to pass it before we can see what's in it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, where have we heard that before? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Greg, it looks to be a, another fascinating week uh, in Washington, D.C. And we're so glad that you're on the inside. We sure are. Thanks as always, friend. Thank you, John, Kathy. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent extraordinaire. We love him. We need him. I mean, he's uh, charting the path for us there. Voice of reason. He sure is. Stick around. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot more. A different menu each day. The locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the Springhouse. And be sure to save room for apple pie, ho-ho cake, Oreo cheesecake, or lots of other from-scratch goodies for dessert. Have I made you hungry yet? Let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Get smarter every day at ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try Ozzy's online quiz today and you could win two free tickets to anywhere in the world on United. Ozy.com. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. As we start 2019, we so much appreciate the support of one of our newest clients, Grove City College. So thanks to everyone at GCC. John and I and everyone here at the Ride Home are grateful for your partnership. Most of the area sees cold rain tonight with temperatures in the mid-30s. In the laurels, uh, snow, sleet, and freezing rain turns to rain this evening. Watch for icy spots through the evening. 
Milder with rain tomorrow, high 44. You may even hear a rumble of thunder in the afternoon. Then rain will turn to snow showers and flurries tomorrow night. As it turns colder and windy, wet roads can get icy, low 27. Flurries high 32 Wednesday. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. It's winter. Isn't it? It's winter. Mm. <laughs> Last night, I ended up driving yeah. right at the apex of that horrible weather. Oh, man. That was rough. Sure was. That was rough. It's winter. Okay, so uh, my wife went away. She's uh, visiting. <laughs> this is the second time in two months she's in South Dakota, which is a whole other story. God bless her. Wait, what am I hearing there? Oh, yeah, I'm hearing Mike in there. Okay, sorry. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, so before she left, she uh, she, she said, hey, um, I'm going to be away on Thursday, which is Valentine's Day. So I bought you some Valentine's Day Valentine's Day uh, peppermint patties. So she bought my bag. Oh, that's of, nice of her. Yeah. So I, you know, had a couple there. I, I meant to bring some in, but apparently today is National Peppermint Patty Day. Yes. I mean, now wait a second. Who made I this now? Na- a York peppermint patty. I get the sensation of being at the top of a cold and wintry mountain <laughs> alone. <laughs> York yes. peppermint patty. Get the sensation. Yeah, that's nice. When I eat a York peppermint patty. <laughs> I get the sensation of a cool breeze billowing through my hair and across my long white dress. Oh, oh! Very nice, Patty. Get the sensation. I do you like them? Love them. It's my dad's favorite candy. That's what I. think I can't of. think of any candy that I really like that much. Really? How about a how about a frozen? That's the way they all ought uh, to be. That's what I think, too. They should just live in your freezer. Mm-hmm, yeah. Frozen. Oh, yeah. You never had one frozen? No, I never had one oh, frozen. Mike, oh, Mike, listen to best. me. Listen, they are so delicious. They are. It just ratchets up the awesomeness. Check mm-hmm. that out. Yeah, yeah, so really good. good. The first commercially made mint patty was made in the 1840s on the Isle of Man, which is located in the middle of the Northern Irish Sea. Hmm. The York Cone Company, which was based in Pennsylvania, and originally produced ice cream cones, invented the York peppermint patty in what year? 1927. 1940. Okay. The York patty became famous in part because it was firm and crisp, mm-hmm. while other chocolate-covered peppermints are soft and gooey. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, like you of bite, you do. Like junior There's a mints. snap to them. You bite into a junior mint, and they're like, you know. But gooey. I like a junior mint, too. Um, I could go without a junior mint. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm fine with it because because yeah. mint is one of my favorite things yeah. on earth. It's just one of my very, very favorite things. But I mean, if you're going to force me to eat a junior mint, I'm not going to complain. You. But I, if you're if you're saying, would you rather have a York peppermint patty or, or a junior, junior mint? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, definitely yeah, going yeah, York yeah, peppermint yeah, yeah. patty, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, very nice. And what if they were covered with milk chocolate? It wouldn't be nearly as no, good. no, no. That it was needs a very to be smart just move. as they are. I agree. Isn't it a good sound when, when the, you bite into it? Or yeah, what about when the, you just open the wrapper? Mm. That is so nice. You know what the first thing is I do? Hmm. I open up the wrapper. Smell it. That silver wrapper. Just smell it. And, and the silver wrapper makes it look extra special as well, doesn't it? It, it looks cooler. Right. Like it's going to be even crisper mm-hmm. than it already is. Mm-hmm. Do you think it really does make you cool? No, it doesn't really. I mean, you know, that advertising that Mike played there. Oh, no, it does. Well, no, there's yes, no it way. Does. No, no, It no. does. It makes me feel like there's a cool breeze blowing mm. through my hair. You know, the saddest thing you ever see is a melted peppermint patty. Did you ever do that? <laughs> No, so would, why would you melt a peppermint patty? Like I leave it in my car. Oh, I'll be like you done oh, that. Oh, and then it's like, and yeah, then it, col- and then it like melted, and then you try to open it and you like lick it. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. the worst. Because that was never I've done so, that. It was never supposed to be that way. No. It was supposed about, to be cold. Yeah, how about I've done this? 
I've had it in my car. It's melted. I open it up and look at it and go, I'm not touching that. And then like a couple of days go by and it like coagulates. <laughs> and I think, I could try that again. It does. It's lost its zing. It's really, lost. You, you can't go back? I, talk, I think I could try it, but you know. What's no. it like when it's frozen? Is it? Oh, it, it's crisper. Inside, is it, it's, is it, it's mintier. Mm, I think it is. It's a little. It's so good. It's so good. Here. Okay. Full size mm-hmm. or the small size? Oh, full. Full. Mike. I like the small size. Mm. Do you? No. Give me that full. I, like I want the, the small personal size. I like the full. The small personal size. I mean, so is the regular. <laughs> I like the full. Uh, me too. I like that it's in a little envelope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the envelope. Do they still Are they still made in York, PA? Because it is York Pencil, Peppermint Patty. So you think I mean, York, PA, or the, was it brought up by like an international conglomerate and it's made somewhere, you know, Dundalk, Maryland? Well, in 1920, Henry Kessler opened the York Cone Company in York, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So York peppermint patty. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of candy at one point made, like the Mallow Cup was made in Pennsylvania. And I know that from you know my childhood days. A candy that I mocked for a while until I started eating it and realized that it was magically delicious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder, of course, Hershey PA. Does her, I wonder if Hershey makes the York peppermint patty. Apparently, I've just learned in this in the last the 30, interim in the last thirty seconds of uh, information gathering that the York company merged with Hershey in nineteen eighty eight. I knew it. And today, York is synonymous with dark chocolate mm-hmm. and peppermint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Now, listen. This is another little bit of trivia I liked. Okay. That when they were perfecting it before they, it was on the market. Yep. Each patty had to pass the snap test. Oh. If it didn't break clean down the middle, there was something wrong. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yeah, but you need you need the full – I mean, you can break it down the middle, the little one. Yeah. But it's not as satisfying. No, no. You want to see that big – and then mm. the layer of the mm-mm, two chocolates mm-mm. with it. Is it important what you drink when you're eating it? Uh, no. No, not at all. Okay. No, I don't want to drink – you don't want to drink like a Coke while you're drink, having a no. burger patty. No, no, no. But you I want will some tell water. you – I don't want – I know I'm biased in this regard. But if you have an unsweetened iced tea or maybe even coffee – I don't know because I don't drink no, coffee. No, no, I don't no. drink coffee. But unsweetened iced tea, because the tea is strong and there's no sugar in the tea, it's a really nice compliment. No, I don't think so. It's really it's good. too much. Mm. How about if you like mm. a glass of milk in a York – that would be like a mm. really bad combination. I don't know. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that would be horrible. It would be the worst, right? I don't want that at all. No, I, I just – nothing. I don't want to – you know, my sister would say, just drink your saliva. That's all you want to do. <laughs> You know, that's all. You don't want nothing. It's unfettered and it's perfection. That's all. So we're having phone problems. Uh, you want to give it a shot? Are we, are we doing that? Are we yeah, taking a break you, and talking no, to our doing, next guest? We're not doing, we're not doing that. All right. What? We're dead? We're dead okay. in the water with the phones. All right. So we're going to talk about several 800 no. <laughs> Give us a call. That's true. And no, uh, really, are we, are we totally – our phones – yeah, Management get, has once again failed to pay the phone bill, and Ma Bell is angry at us. Yeah, is that the deal? But don't true. you worry. Don't you worry, because I've got a great segment coming up next. This Are you is something sure? I've been working on for a while. I've been keeping it in my back pocket. Listen to her segue. Well, you know, Listen, can, can you just let me just go with this? I'm, Listen, a, John. Little, I'm a little worried about the phone bill. I know, but you, well, you don't don't worry, because you're not a technician. All right. Let the not, technicians handle it. Someone it's needs a, a York problem. peppermint patty. His name's John. I want to tell you when we come back, John. Yes. The top 10 highest paid dead celebrities. Oh, geez. Yep. How are they getting paid? What do you mean? That's big business. That's super big business. Okay. uh, Stick around for that. I look forward to it. 
93.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just ten minutes. Ten minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. <laughs> get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. The IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck. Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over a half billion dollars for their clients. Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I don't owe the IRS anymore, and I'm able to live a comfortable life, a lot better life. It was because of Optima Tax. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie. If you owe the IRS, don't go it alone. Give Optima Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800-748-5713. 800-748-5713. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. How can a fully stocked restroom improve your image? How can serviced fire extinguishers or a first aid cabinet make your employees more prepared? How can comfortable work apparel make your business more productive? For over a million customers, the answer is simple. Cintas. Cintas delivers everything you need to open your doors with confidence. Because helping keep businesses well-equipped, clean, and looking their best, that's our business. Oh, I'm ready. Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. To succeed in business, you need talent. You find talent at the Word FM Job Fair. Businesses know our job fairs set the standard in this town thanks to the caliber of this audience. Highly trained, always seeking to up their game. These are loyal, hardworking, dedicated folks who'd seriously consider your offer if they only knew you had one. The Word FM Job Fair, Thursday, March 28th, 11 to 3 at the Pittsburgh Plaza Hotel Green Tree. It's anything but business as usual. Secure your presence now at 412 937 1500. story I've been following over the last couple of months, just because I think it's so odd. I just had not considered a list that Forbes.com has put together, and they do this every year. The highest paid celebrities from the previous year, so this would be 2018, yep. who are dead. 
the highest paid celebrities who are dead. Mm-hmm. So through licensing agreement, mm-hmm. exactly. using your likeness for advertising, or selling, song royalty. Selling, right, or selling albums. Right, a lot of that. So people, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's been a thing for a long time. Aretha Franklin passed away last year. You know, she didn't leave a will. I know. So something like that. That stays in, you know, the court battles forever and ever and ever. Well, it has to go into probate so that her entire everything about her finances has to be made public. Right. Which is a shame. It could have been so easily avoided. Yeah. Anyway, you have any guesses, John, as to any of the people who'd be on this list? Yeah, I think I have some, a good guess. Okay. Some people. Oh, you want to tell uh, me the t- highest the fifty? I mean, at no, 50. no, this is just ten. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, you want me to just rattle them off? Well, yeah. What I guess? Sure. I'll just tell you if they're on the list or not. Okay. Um, Elvis? Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Number two. Very nice. Uh, $40 million. That's what he made last year? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. He died August 16th of 1977 at the age of 42 from a heart attack. He still moves more than a million albums every year. What? But the bulk... Of his income comes from tickets to Graceland and a new $45 million entertainment complex called Elvis Presley's Memphis. Wow. Have you been to Graceland? Never. I'd like to go. Would you? Oh, yeah. Just as an oddity. Yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not an Elvis fan, so I, that wouldn't mean much to me. No, but I'd still like to go. I mean, just because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he led such a crazy life. He sure did. So, plus, okay. I love the song Graceland, and I want to, you know, mm. to travel the Paul along. Simon one. Right, right. Um, Michael Jackson, I bet. He's number one. Ah, uh-huh. number one, four hundred million dollars. Michael Jackson made four hundred. Holy, 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 holy! How about that? What on on what? Well, first off, he died June twenty fifth of two thousand nine at the age of fifty. That's horrible. Um, I mean, from an overdose or via homicide. I'm not sure if that was ever adjudicated. Actually, was his doctor ever convicted of that? I, I believe that he was convicted. I, I don't know if that was a, considered a homicide. I, neg- medical negligence, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, his posthumous role continues, according to Forbes.com, bringing in $287 million recently from the sale of his estate's stake in EMI Music Publishing to Sony. Oh, okay. Big money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there was the, uh, the new Michael Jackson documentary that- Premiered prom- at Sundance. Yes, which is a huge indictment against Michael Jackson. And, uh, you know, the lawyers for the Michael Jackson estate have tried to stop that for a long time. But apparently it's going to come out in some form for the general public later on this year. That's all. How about another one? Okay. Any other ideas? Um, Well, you said this. Uh, uh, Muhammad Ali. Mm. Muhammad Ali is not in the top ten list. Okay. He's actually number 12. Okay. Uh, Prince. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Prince is number nine, $13 million. Mm-hmm. On record sales? Uh-huh. He died April 21st of 2016 at the age of 57 from a fentanyl overdose. Um, he sold a quarter million physical albums this year. Wow. Last, Pardon me. Last year, 2018. A quarter million physical albums. So I was watching the Super Bowl uh, and I was missing Prince, right? Sure. And when the guy from Maroon 5 took his shirt off, I remember Prince standing there, you know, and the wind blowing through yeah, him. and looked so, you know, beautiful yeah. and... He was so powerful. Yep. Uh, people, okay, so you, to have an income stream like that after your death, you had to have a huge cultural imprint, of course, while you were alive. And I would imagine probably, but no, not in the case of Elvis, because that's a whole that's a whole other story, totally different. Um, How about John Lennon? 
Oh, of course. Number 10. Yeah, John Lennon, sure. $12 million. Whoa, from what? So he died December 8th of 1980 at age 40 via homicide. Between, when? When? 1980. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember that. I remember that very – I was watching Monday Night Football. You know, I remember that too. Whenever the, the, I remember – see, I remember that happening. It was um, uh, Howard Cosell. I, I was watching Monday Night Football. I know ex- my apartment in Oakland, the Saybrook Apartments, which had since burned down. Which was probably good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I lived in it. Oakland for six years. I think I know. Yeah, that guy took my rent money too. I was, anyway, that's all the story. Um, yeah, 1980. And Howard Cosell came and didn't say that he, uh, that John Lennon had been killed, only he had been shot, which I was like, what the heck? 1980. And, still, and still last year? John yeah, made $12 million. Dollars. Between his solo work and his Beatles covers, mm-hmm. uh, Lennon continues to sell nearly 2 million albums a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, cultural imprint that still holds, you know, you know who, uh, I, I, um, this is a wild guess, um, uh, Snoopy, uh, Charlie Brown, uh, Charles Schultz. Yes. Or no, it, I'm sorry. It's not, yes, it is Charles Schultz. At number four. Number four. And Dr. Seuss at number six. Okay, fabulous. Yeah. Charles Schultz, $34 million. Wow. He died February 12, 2000 at the age of 77 from colon cancer. Um, DHX Media paid $345 million in 2017 to get 80% of the Peanuts business, which was previously owned by a company called Iconics. Really? Holy smokes. And then Dr. Seuss uh, uh, earned $16 million last year. He died back in 1991 at the age of 87 from cancer. He sold 4.8 million books just last year. <laughs> That's fabulous. So, so people are st- so parents and grandmas and aunts and uncles great? still buying Dr. Isn't Seuss. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. I think it That's is. really too. excellent. So the only people you missed, John, number eight, Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Makes who sense. earned fourteen million last year. She died back in nineteen sixty two at the wow. age of thirty six wow. from an overdose. Um, new licensing deals, including Mont Blanc pens, are what is putting the estate of Marilyn Monroe in that much cash. Number seven, Hugh Hefner. Hmm. $15 million. He died in 2017 at the age of 91. Um, See, someone like, I'm sorry, someone like Marilyn Monroe, that estate, who is left? To get the money. Right. I, I mean, don't know. What, how does that find its way? Who is there? No idea. That, you know? I mean, you know, Elvis Presley, his daughter is still alive, obviously, and so is his ex-wife. But someone like poor Marilyn Monroe. I know. When was that? 64. That was 1962. 62. Man, I mean, who, you know, some great, 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 some thread of a family member who never knew Marilyn What about her ex-husband? Who was her? I mean, Arthur Don Miller. Mer- Don Meredith, right? No, no. Oh, she wasn't married to him? No. Uh, Arthur Miller and Joe DiMaggio. Oh, Joe DiMaggio, that's who I mean. You yeah. know you know why I get them confused? Why? They both did iced tea commercials. <laughs> I mean, there's no comparison. <laughs> no, there isn't. Or but Joe I never DiMaggio. saw Joe DiMaggio play. Uh, yeah, neither did I, but you know. But Joe DiMaggio was famous for loving Marilyn Monroe. Long after her death, he would uh, show up every year and put roses. I mean, actually, I not- mean, if they if they were former spouses, maybe they have a share in the estate. They're dead. He's dead. Well, but I mean, his family. Oh, his then. family. There's three of them: Arthur Miller, Joe DiMaggio, and James Doherty. James, James Doherty. Doherty. That was her first that. husband, probably. Okay, number five on the list is Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Twenty-three makes million dollars. He died in 1981 at the age of 36. Um, products include headphones and Marley Natural Cannabis and smoking accessories. <laughs> Good gravy. How about that? Okay. Uh, number three. This is a, this was a surprise to me. Arnold Palmer. Really? Latrobe's own. 
Arnold Palmer. $35 million <sighs> last year. He died in 2016 at the age of 87. Wow. Um, there's a new addition to the Arnold Palmer beverage line. Oh, my kids drink this iced tea all the yeah, time. Yeah, except that now there's an alcoholic version. Oh. Well, okay. So that's, all right, okay. So that's what has... Really? Yeah, really? Really? Over the top. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Arnold Palmer. So I would imagine... I, so that's the the source of the all that money. Is, that's the source of it for 2018. Really? I mean, you know, you think about golf, you know, does he still manufacturers his name still on golf clubs well, and he, or... i'm pretty sure he did golf courses like jack nicholas oh, sure, has, yeah you know, but i mean golf courses that seems like it's one and done i mean why would you get an income stream from that yeah but i bet you get an in there you have to get an income stream for people who are golfing at your on your course no i think he designed it but that's it but well but if oh, you, you design it, it you have to be part i would think you'd have maybe i don't know your agreement would have to it, it, well, you'd have to get some cut out of the people that are golfing there. He owned uh, some car dealers too, didn't he? A, I wonder if a there's bunch still, of them. There's still. I wonder if there's still one on the trope. You know, loved Arnold Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class act. Anyway, those are the top ten highest paid dead celebrities, okay. 2018. All right, that's good to know. You did a good job, John. Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, that Charles Schultz thing. I was because look, kids today don't know Charlie Brown, do they? Mm. And he was gigantic Every when I was a kid. kid should know Charlie. When Brown. we were kids, I mean, Charlie Brown was king. Snoopy. How does Trinity Christian School's classical approach prepare students for college? With SAT scores more than 200 points above the national average and a solid biblical understanding of all subjects, all for an exceptional value compared to other private schools? Find out at their campus-wide all-grade showcase February 21st at 7 p.m. Hear from the headmaster, teachers, students, and parents of one of the top 10 K-12 schools in Allegheny County, Trinity Christian School, 412-242-8886. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep, real sleep, deep sleep, the kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time and now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four-pack special. Order today. You'll receive two premium my pillows along with two go anywhere pillows. Plus, shipping is absolutely free. Just enter the promo code WORD at mypillow.com. Try it. And if you don't absolutely love it, return it within 60 days for a full refund. If you've resolved to get a better night's sleep, now's the perfect time to do it. Use promo code WORD at mypillow.com and make my pillow yours today. That's mypillow.com. Promo code WORD. I need your attention for a moment because this is my. Monumental. Dell's biggest President's Day sale ever is officially on. Shop amazing early deals on Dell and Alienware computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors right now and do not forget to check out the limited quantity doorbusters on the 18th. You're truly getting huge savings on everything from Dell computers to Samsung TVs, plus free shipping on everything. Call 800 by Dell now or go to Dell.com slash President's Day. That's 800 by Dell. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. 
Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. You've never experienced a night like this. The 2019 Winter Jam 360 Tour with... Hey, what's up? This is Michael Day from Newsboys United. And this is Peter Furla from Newsboys United. Hi, this is Mandisa. Hi, this is Danny Gokey. Ren Collective, Ledger, Holland, with your host, news, song, and more. Jam at PPG Paints Arena, February 15th. See you there. Go to jamtour.com right now. One of the weird things about Twitter is you can follow things that are no longer there. I, I follow Three Rivers Stadium. Three River Stadium is has it has a, a Twitter account. They do, and th- that's when I saw it today. That it's 18 years ago today. Three River Stadium uh, was officially imploded. I remember very clearly. It was a Sunday morning when it happened, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I had uh, like a deep emotional connection to that. Did I you? Yeah, I, I had an emotional connection. This is really going back to Forbes Field and to Three River Stadium, but of course they tore. Forbes Field down like with a wrecking ball one chunk at a time. But Three River Stadium came down pretty much, boom, in a matter of yeah. seconds. Right. Do you remember it? I do remember it. I went up on uh, Mount Washington the day before with my dad and my daughter, um, who was little at the time, just to take some photographs of what the North Shore looked like yeah. then. And uh, I remember the demolition of it. Um, but I got to tell you that – I just didn't have that emotional connection. Oh well, I was I went to the '71 and '79 World Series, and uh, I saw a ton of steel. I used to live I, I used to live like two blocks from Three River Stadium. Oh wow! So as a college kid, I'd walk across the the bridge, and then uh, generally, I think it was uh, the mid fifth inning, they would open up the gates, and I'd walk in. I mean, I saw a ton of games that I didn't pay for. I just I just loved it. It was an ugly stadium. It was so no. ugly. I mean, just inside, it was so cold. Well, it was that era. I mean, how many stadiums oh, looked like yeah, that? Yeah, I know. You know, Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Place. But I mean, the and the, of course that horrible AstroTurf oh, stuff. Awful, terrible for baseball. Okay, so no comparison. And the immaculate know, the, reception was there. I know. The, but the reason that I don't have an emotional connection to it is because I just, as much of a Steeler fan as I've been my whole life, I don't come from a family that went to the games. Oh, oh, so it was just never a thing. It's never, never. A thing. So uh-huh. you didn't go see like baseball there. You I never... went to see one Steeler game there. Period. Wow. One Steeler game, and I'm sure I saw some baseball games, but I didn't care about baseball oh, then. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it really didn't. It didn't mean anything. But <laughs> I got a lot of good memories. But there. compare for baseball, Three Rivers and PNC. Oh, no comparison. None. None Night and day. Like, believe me, I was so. Uh, I remember when Sophie Madloff, Madloff. Madloff came out of the blue and was like, I remember reading the front page of the Post Gazette. There was one day I woke up and there was an artist rendering of a proposed new ballpark. I don't know what year this was, it was like early 90s. And I was like, I can't believe it. You know, of course, that, that went by the wayside. But that was the first time that there was talk about a new ballpark. It was a horrible place for baseball. Mm-hmm. Horrible. I mean, because you can't serve no, of course not. You can't football and things. baseball no, well. No. So I was thrilled whenever they built PNC Park. I mean, there's no comparison. And then you would have, you could never have imagined how perfect it would end up being. Oh, my gosh. It's just absolutely perfect. It okay, so is. compare for football, Three River Stadium and Heinz Field. 
to be honest, I like Three Rivers Stadium better for football than I do Heinz Field. Heinz Field to me is kind of soulless. It could be anywhere. As what a great job they did on PNC Park. I, I would think the Roonies would have just hired David Greisel's company who made PNC Park and said, replicate that for, for football because you did such a great job for baseball. But instead, Heinz Field is, is not. I'm not wild about Heinz Field either. No. I've not, Mike, you like Heinz Field? I like it. I do. Do you? I really do. That's uh, okay. Um, what did you say, Kath? It looked like uh, aluminum foil. Aluminum foil. Um, what, what's the deal with the umbrellas? What is the deal with it? I don't know. I just don't like that metal. It looks like corrugated tin know. on the outside. Look, whenever whenever the Steelers were playing in that, that metal um, floor. Oh, that would shake. That thing. When you I would remember jump up watching that, that on That whole thing would vibrate. And that was a noise because everything was enclosed in that bowl. Now with the, with the Heinz Field, you know, the far end of that, the one of the end zones is open. So you lose that power of the sound. I can't compare Three Rivers with Heinz Field, though, because I... You were never there, right? Never been to, I've been to a baseball game at Three okay. Rivers, but not a football game. But. Well, long live Three Rivers Stadium. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Moves to oust Virginia's top officials are slowing down. The governor says he's not going anywhere and plans to pursue a racial equity agenda. A state legislator backed off his plans to submit a bill of impeachment against the lieutenant governor, who's facing accusations of sexual assault. In an interview broadcast on CBS's this morning, Governor Ralph Northam says after the firestorm about his use of blackface in the 1980s, he's now conscious of his white privilege and can be an agent of change in office. A Democratic delegate who suggested impeachment Impeachment proceedings against Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax now says additional conversations need to happen. Lawmakers are considering investigating Fairfax. His accusers say they'd testify. I'm Warren Levinson. On Wall Street, the Dow on by 53 points, but the Nasdaq rose 10, the S&P advanced 2, and oil down 31 cents today to close at $52.41 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Now, on a brand new night, it's Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome. The first Wednesday of the month, join Kenny Woods and a live Word FM audience and skate to your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could win a free skate night for your family or youth group. Admission $7. Skate rental just three more. Pastors and youth pastors skate free. Word FM Skate Night at at Neville Rollerdrome, beginning Wednesday, March 6th. 
Groups over 30 must register in advance. Email info at skatenrd.com. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? The vast majority of the population is on social media, shopping. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state certified full-time teachers. And opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses. And see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer. At EdenChristianAcademy.org. Today, you have more choices than ever when it comes to where you purchase products, but you also have an opportunity to support companies that align with your values. The Original Mattress Factory hand-builds high-quality mattresses right here in your hometown. We believe in doing right by our customers by offering the best mattresses at factory-direct prices every day. So when you shop for a mattress, we hope you'll make the choice to buy with your values. Visit the Original Mattress Factory to see the OMF difference for yourself. Most of the area sees cold rain tonight with temperatures in the mid-30s. In the laurels, uh, snow, sleet, and freezing rain turns to rain this evening. Watch for icy spots through the evening. Milder with rain tomorrow, high 44. You may even hear a rumble of thunder in the afternoon. Then rain will turn to snow showers and flurries tomorrow night. As it turns colder and windy, wet roads can get icy, low 27. Flurries high 32 Wednesday. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Thanks for coming in here for this Monday. This, uh, It really is the bleak midwinter, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's so bleak out there. Okay, speaking of bleak. Yeah. Each of us chooses to do things with our kids to uh, hopefully to encourage some kind of cultural conversation. So either you yeah. know you go to sporting events with your kids or you watch movies with your kids or you listen to music with you know whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Um and stay connected. Yeah. And I'm saying this of course to people who have kids, but you might do this with your, you know, nieces or nephews or your little, you know, siblings or whatever it is. Um but one of the things my husband and I have done for years, I mean like at least 10 years, is we've watched the Grammys every year. As, at, a, as a, as a wait, 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 as a family. Now listen, don't mock. <laughs> Do not mock. That's, that's the, a commitment. Now the I'll reason this that. started is that my husband's a music teacher, and so he likes to capture live music. Um, and use it as he teaches music history, right? Sure, yeah. So, you know, if Prince was performing, he'd capture, you know, 60 seconds of Prince so that he could, you know, say, I hey, see. you guys, this is, Check you know, this, out. this, this is who cool. Prince is. Yeah. Now, my husband teaches special needs kids, so it's not like, you know, you know, you're thinking, well, every seventh grader would know who Prince is. Well, you know, seventh may grade not. special needs kids might, might not. Anyway, so, and the, the cool thing about the Grammys is historically, even though they skew toward pop music they have all sorts of other music represented so the you grammy get, right so you oh, they get, run the game you'd get some kind of great classical performance or some kind of great theater sure, sure, sure. theater performance or jazz or whatever it is um anyway so we've watched it together for years with of course the fast forward in our hand because 
lots of times it seems that women come out, you know, half naked. Hashtag me too. Anyway, so last night, of course, was the Grammys. Yeah. I mentioned on Friday that, of course, we were going to watch it because we always watch it. Right. And, it's all, and of course, it could be a catastrophe. But most of the time, there's something truly great that happens. Right. Now, look, I have not watched the Grammys probably ever. So, you know, you talked it up and I thought, okay, I, I'm going to watch it. Seriously. I hung in there for maybe, maybe a half an hour. Maybe. And I deeply regret it. It was unwatchable. It was horrific. I was sorry that I dragged you into that mess. I'm sorry, too. You watched the whole thing? I did. The entire because broadcast? Because I kept hoping. I kept hoping that there was going to be some great performance which was going to rescue the whole thing from the doldrums it was in. It was so dull. It was so repetitive. There was nothing interesting. The only thing – I shouldn't say nothing. There was one – like 42nd bit of beauty that I thought happened, which is when Smokey Robinson came out and sang uh, the tracks of my tears with who was the host? Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. And they just did it spontaneously at a mic, no instruments or whatever. It was so sweet. Really? That was it. That was it. Well, I saw the that opening number with. Um, oh my gosh, with uh, Julio Inglesi or and Camila Caballo. I don't know. Is that her name? I don't Camilla know what was Cabello? going on. From the get-go, I was lost. And, you know, and I, and I, wanna, I don't want to be like, you know, the old guy going, hey, bring back Leonard Skinner. But, you know what I mean? I, I was wanting to be right. engaged. What about the Dolly Parton thing? I missed it. Okay. And Mike, I, did you see the Dolly Parton thing? I missed that as well. I loved okay. I loved when Do- I, thought, I didn't think the Dolly Parton thing was bad. Did she sing Jolene? Uh, no. You know who? She sang Jolene with Miley Cyrus. When? This last, year? Yeah, last night. Oh, how yeah. was that? Miley Cyrus was terrific did she the only thing is that she was barely clothed Miley Cyrus yeah of course she was yeah was she she, the young girl in the wrecking ball but she yes okay but she sounded awesome singing that song did she yeah she really did I love that song yeah little big town came out uh for in that uh tribute and sang with her Katy Mm. Perry who I didn't recognize I thought she was pink when I first saw her. And then mm. when the camera went in, I was like, wait a minute, that's not pink. Who is that? Okay, so uh, Casey Musgrave uh, saying that. Okay. How about the, uh, the Pittsburghers? Somebody from Pittsburgh won a Grammy, right? Who's that? They were, uh, they were country guys. Uh, Shay and Dan. Are they right? from here? He's, Shay Mooney is. He's from Wexford. I didn't know that. And here's the weird thing. They uh, produced a Christian album. Years ago. What's their name? Shay and what's Dan and Shay. Dan, Dan and, and Shay. Okay, now listen. Which is funny because I grew up with a guy named Dan Shay. Listen, oh, really? Okay, I need to go back on something I said. I said the only good moment was when uh, when Smokey Robinson came out. Yeah. I, I have to say that they sang and played from the center stage yeah. at one point. They did the song about tequila. They were awesome. Nice. Okay, so there were two good moments. There was them, really? Dan and Shay. They were really. He has an absolutely killing voice. Is Dan killing from voice? Wexford or Shay? I don't know. Mike, do you know? I'm looking that up right now. Dan Shay. Yeah. Anyway, they were they were really really good. And you know what I loved about it? It kind of reminded me of last year when the guy who stars in Dear Evan Hansen uh, on Broadway mm-hmm. came out and sang somewhere in a tribute to Leonard Bernstein, mm-hmm. and it was just a spontaneous standing ovation when they were done. Cool. Just for not because they were famous, not just because they were fabulous. Hmm. That happened with Dan and Shay. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I, I think most people just avoid, I wonder how the numbers were. Oh, actually, I do know. The numbers were up a little bit for mm. this year's Grammys. That surprises me. I bet they'll be down next year because this one was so terrible. Well, I mean. Dan Smyers from Dan and Shay is a Pittsburgh native. Mm-hmm. 
And is he is he the piano player or the guitar player? He's the vocalist. Oh man, he Duo is with absolutely awesome. That's cool. He is awesome. But look, I, everything else, the Post Malone uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers thing was terrible. Right. Uh, the Lady Gaga thing is was like I I know she's talented. She's got a great voice. I cannot get over her. You know stage persona which is so over the top and distracting right, that i just right. think it's ridiculous wait i sent this to kenny woods uh today at five thirteen. uh mr smyers a north allegheny high school and carnegie mellon university grad fronted the christian pop punk band transition as a teenager traveling the country sleeping on floors and couches transition wow yeah well Congratulations to him because Very that was much. a great performance. Right. Okay. Anyway, a lot of people who weren't there, like Beyonce and Jay Z, weren't there. Okay. Uh, Kendrick Lamar wasn't there. Taylor Swift, Bradley they, Cooper, Ed Sheeran, Justin Timberlake. Was this a concerted um, effort to protest? In I some don't know. Way? Childish Gambino also was not there. Remember, I said I thought I saw him. Yeah. Except it was Alicia Keys talking to him without him being there. What well, Childish Gambino, I, I, I Record again, of the Year and Song of the Year. I heard it today because right. I was curious what the Record of he, the Year sounded he like. He was not there, but he appeared in a Google Pixel commercial during the broadcast dancing against a digitized version of himself. And apparently that was that pushed Alicia Keys into an awkward pivot when he won the two biggest prizes and then, of course, was not there. Here's another thing. So Jennifer Lopez came out and did a Motown tribute. And, you know, other than the fact that just so much of how women dance at the Grammys. The fact that we're having a hashtag Me Too movement and there's no attention given to that is just so ridiculous to me. But anyway, she was a good performer. I couldn't believe it was actually her singing. It sounded very good. And I I, I just have to say, I doubted that it, she was actually doing it live. But the bigger question was, she's a Latina woman. Why was she doing the Motown tribute? I don't know. I mean, look at how many African-American women are in yep. that room who are giant R&B stars. Why was she doing it? I don't know. Well, good question. I, I don't know. Does it? You don't have to be African-American to sing the Motown no, song. No, you don't. See? But Alicia Keys is right there. Smokey Robinson's right there. Right, Diana right. Ross was right there. Yeah. So how was Diana Ross? Diana Ross looks – she's 75. She looks great. Uh, she had the biggest dress I've ever seen on. Really? Um, she came out and did two songs, which you know she sang passably, and then she – She's 75. She started – she was singing Reach Out and Touch Somebody's Hand, which is uh, not my that? favorite. Reach Out and Touch. That song? Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, then Make she started, she started um, you know, a, a heartfelt sermon about how we just believe in the power of music, that we nothing is going to be impossible mm-hmm. for us and that we can accomplish anything if we just love each other. So, and, well, see, not just the awards oh show. Gosh, I mean, you can insert that, whether it's the Grammys, or the Academy Awards or People's Choice Awards. People, you know, sort of, you know, they want to say something deep and important and, ex- right. you know. But, with, but seriously, always, without God, yeah, it's empty. It's vacuous. It's hollow. And I know I'm saying that as someone who believes in God, and I'm sure I'm speaking to many people right now who don't believe in God. And you know, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Well, you know, it just becomes sort of you know, find us online and social media. A Hallmark to card. me, if there's no being who is greater than us, then how are we supposed to get to a place where we can't get to? This is just us. It's just us. So we're just going to go around in circles and just repeat all the same mistakes over and over and over again. So like us, you know, encouraging each other to be better. It's not going to go anywhere. What's this? Oh, this is her last night. 
Is that her singing? Mm-hmm. She sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so that was it. I wanted to hear, like, Upside Down. Remember Upside Down? Oh, yeah, sure. Pull that up, Mike. Yeah. Diana Ross, Upside Down. That's one of my favorite songs of hers. I mean, you, it's hard to beat some of the classics oh, with the Supremes, of course. Me? Yeah. But I'm thinking about Diana Ross on her own. That's right. the first song I think of. How about Mahogany? What, what was That was the movie from, wasn't that the, the theme song from the movie Mahogany? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know the film Mahogany. You don't? No. Remember Diana Ross's? She had a big, she had a big film career there for a while. Oh, what year is this? Eighty-three. Yeah, eighty-three, Whoa. eighty-two. Oh, this is. I mean, nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Okay. And no, you, nothing compares to Diana. Oh, this Ross. is awesome. Let's just let it go. It's okay. It's fun. It's not the Supreme. So no, it's that. not the Supreme. That should have won Album of the Year. What? Again. Yes, don't you think, Mike? Or not again, but it should have won so Album good. of the Year this year. Yeah. Mike, did you know that song? Than, no, I never I never even heard of it. Oh, Isn't it please, awesome? Do yourself a favor. Don't, don't you want to buy it? I do. It's so good. Get the Supremes first. First and foremost. Listen, Diana Ross. Killing. Anyway. All right. The Grammys. Okay. If well, you missed them, you missed nothing. So the next thing. Except Dan and Shay, who were good. Yeah, they're Pittsburghers. Great. Well, so so three minutes out of a, you know, two and a half hour telecast. Yeah. I, I, I went to bed happily at you around 10.15. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk with Matthew Lee Anderson about the pro-life position. 101.5 Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. There are two truths that Ruth gives us that seem to be opposites, seem to be moving in different directions. If we can hold these two things together, we can find a way to navigate the highs and lows of whatever comes in our life. This week, Dr. Kurt Bjorklund looks at the Old Testament book of Ruth to examine faithfulness through loss and hardship in the series Ruthless. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. Employers, are you tired of paying out outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year. Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. And Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for years for both individuals and for businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to MarleyFG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, or find them online at marleyfg.com. Jen had a very busy day today, really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then... She saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, no negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. 
The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation, giving from the heart. Hello, Ted from Russell Stover here. Listen, guys, we are great at a lot of things. Memorizing football stats, brewing craft beer, mounting TVs. But remembering Valentine's Day? Not so much. Luckily, I'm here to remind you to get your Valentine chocolates from Russell Stover. Just swing by the store, grab a heart-shaped box, and give it to someone special. Easy enough? Good. Because that's all you gotta do. Just, uh, don't forget. Russell Stover. Make happy. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com for half-price deals. Now offering deals from nine Auntie Anne's Pretzels locations, Taipei Chinese Food in Fox Chapel, and the Fairfield Inn and Suites by Marriott near the airport. Get these half-price deals and more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. The state of Virginia, the politics there. The state of New York, the politics there. These last two weeks have... I mean, just when you think you understand the nature of abortion politics in this country, you are surprised and shockingly uh, in despair. Um, Matthew Lee Anderson is with us. Matthew's been uh, just like you and I think Kath and I. We've been following this along very closely. Uh, Matthew is the uh, founder, lead writer of Mere Orthodoxy. He's also the author of Earthen Vessels, Why Our Bodies Matter to Our Faith, and The End of Our Exploring, a book about questioning and the confidence of faith. He's written a piece in Christianity Today called Infanticide Debate Reflects a New Era for Abortion Politics. And uh, it's shocking in its despair and degradation. Matthew, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be back with you all. Yeah, it's It's been been a long time, Matthew. You've written a great piece here. Now, Matthew, um, I don't even know what to say about the latest developments in in this issue. You know, I've worked in in, uh, several crisis pregnancy centers um, over many decades here in southwestern Pennsylvania. And one of the things that we were so excited about was the advent of the ultrasound and the advent of that being available for small centers. Because we thought to ourselves, you know what, the visual is so important. Once people are able to actually see that it looks like a baby, it's it's gonna make a difference to people. It's gonna make them think differently about a pregnancy if they can actually see the ultrasound. And numbers have proven that out. What I can't understand, Matthew, about this issue, we're talking about a baby that you could see because the baby is on the outside of the mother. I mean, it is, it, it just, it, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless about it. I think being speechless is an appropriate reaction to this sort of situation, to what uh, the governor of Virginia's comments indicated and what these bills in Vermont uh, and New York and Virginia uh, indicate for our understanding of human life. I think speechlessness is the right response right. Um, because I think what we're talking about is uh, a decision that is, I think, tragic in all of its dimensions right. and, is, and is really grievous. I think one of the things that is really important to do is to specify exactly why we're talking about infanticide in these contexts, why it's reasonable as a charge. Because, you know, when 
the governor of Virginia's comments w- went around, uh, and lots of people jumped on them and started talking about infanticide. There was an inevitable pushback. People read them and said, no, no, he's not talking about infanticide. He's talking about allowing infants to die who are, let's say, born with fatal conditions, who may not have long to live and, and not necessarily uh, providing them with support. Well, the problem is that in those sorts of contexts, that can be infanticide. Um, and the governor's comments opened up the possibility that a third trimester uh, abortion, which say, quote, went wrong um, uh, or was unsuccessful, that, that a child who was born in that context would in fact be denied uh, medical care that they would otherwise be owed under different circumstances. And they would be denied that medical care because the prior intentions of the mothers and the doctors were to terminate the life of that infant. Um, and so allowing even, even a child who has a fatal condition to die under that circumstance, I think counts as infanticide just as such, which is really shocking. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's tremendously horrible. So the, the crazy thing about this, Matthew, and I think for people who are holding a, a consistent pro-life position for decades – is that you are well-versed in the conversation to have about abortion with people who are uh, pro-abortion. I mean, you know, you can, you've got talking points, bullet points that you, you go down. But now we've shifted into a public area where infanticide is being talked about openly, and it sort of changes the conversation in a really crazy way. I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know if people are really uh, equipped to even have that conversation with people who are proposing this, let alone, you know, how to bring it out into the open. I mean, it just, it's like science fiction. It's something that's full of despair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard to know how to do this properly. And I think one of the interesting things about this whole debate is this is a connection that moral philosophers have long acknowledged is the case. Um, so if you have read you know, academic philosophy and debates about the morality of abortion. Um, there's one strand of those debates in where both pro-choice philosophers and pro-life philosophers acknowledge that there is a link between abortion and infanticide and that the arguments for abortion end up committing people to infanticide in certain contexts that would be similar because it becomes a question of if a child is terminated at 26 weeks, or they could be sustained, what is fundamentally the difference, right? Mm-hmm. And currently, U.S. law in uh, practically every state allows for, in certain contexts, the termination of an infant, uh, even up to 26 weeks and beyond. Um, and so I think the this is the, the dark underbelly of the abortion debate, and it has come up into the surface, and we're all having to look at it and to deal with it. And I think shock and outrage is appropriate. I, from my standpoint, I don't think despair is the right term. I think in one sense, this is really good for America. I think that we have to be perfectly honest about what the stakes are. And I think that both sides, pro-choicers and pro-lifers, should be really clear-eyed about what it is that we're talking about when we're talking about third trimester abortion. Mm-hmm. Cardinal Dolan wrote a very good piece um, in, was it the New York Times last week, John? It was the Wall Street Journal last week. And he likened this moment in America to the Dred Scott moment in America. The, uh, the Dred Scott case was so 
horrible in its decision um, to not acknowledge African-Americans as people. Um, yeah, thanks, John. He just handed it to me like magic. Um, it's called Abortion's Dred Scott Moment. Um, it was published on February 7th. But he talked about how Dred Scott was horrific, was a horrific decision. But what it actually did is it galvanized people because they read that decision and they were horrified by it. And they said, we cannot be those people. And then that started um, the uh, anti-slavery movement. So Cardinal Dolan is wondering if this is that same type of moment in the abortion debate where people who have never previously really had an opinion about abortion, but they hear this, and all of a sudden, are they going to be the people that say, wait a minute? They're actually killing babies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one would hope that that would be the case. One would hope that that would be the case. But I think for it to happen, um, and I think we should absolutely hold that out as a possibility, for it to happen, um, those who are in the middle on this issue, those who don't really understand some of the arguments for why human life deserves protection from the moment of conception, those who have some intuitions that you know the rights of the mother need full protection, that lots of people in the middle need to be able to look at this and say, that here's a line beyond which we just cannot go, and to, and like really just break the stronghold uh, on the Democratic Party that Planned Parenthood uh, currently has on this issue. Until that happens, I think overturning some of these uh, uh, wildly permissive uh, third trimester laws that the U.S. has, I think it's really unlikely. So one hopes that, that the Cardinal is right, but those who are in the middle, those who get nervous about you know, calling the, the, the governor's uh, comments supporting infanticide, those who are nervous about that need to, need to see exactly what the stakes are in a new way. Right. Now, so Matthew, was it two years ago, whenever the Planned Parenthood videos came out, where, you know, you could clearly see on these videos, these uh, people went in undercover and they were looking at baby body parts. And I thought, well, this clearly, this will be the end. I mean, everyone will catch the vision now and see how brutal, uh, just how godless Planned Parenthood is, you know, in the name of women's health All right, so that didn't happen. So no, what it is, did not. So what does that tell us? That tells us that it's not, I, I, it's not about more facts, it's not about more information or imagery. It's a, like the like the uh, ultrasound, the, vi- the visual. It's it is a heart issue, I, I, Matthew. That's what I've come down to. Yeah, I think that's partially right. I mean, I don't think that we should overlook the structural conditions that exist in American society for communicating these realities to the broader public. So, in those videos and in the governor's comments, for instance, they they were both underreported by the so-called mainstream media, I think, right? There is an aversion among most of the media to talk about um, third trimester abortions, um, in part because they don't know how to do so very well, but also in part because um, the vast majority of the country is against the permissive laws that we have, and Planned Parenthood is so opposed to rolling those back that you know, the media, by and large, doesn't want to bring our country's attention to, to all of that. So I do think that there are real structural conditions. I, I, I thought Governor Northam's, you know, there is a real point to those who complain that his um, photo of him in blackface was covered 
to a degree that his comments about decide. Um, and I think we recognize that some structural hurdles lifers have to overcome and awareness about these matters. Well, it's a great article. It's called Infanticide Debate Reflects a New Era for Abortion Politics. The author is Matthew Lee Anderson. Matthew, always good to talk to you. We're grateful for your friendship and for your contribution to the show. We'll take a break. Come back in just a few minutes. Stick around. There's more for The Ride Hope here on Word FM. Ted from Russell Stover here. Listen, guys, we are great at a lot of things. Memorizing football stats, brewing craft beer, mounting TVs. But remembering Valentine's Day? Not so much. Luckily, I'm here to remind you to get your Valentine chocolates from Russell Stover. Just swing by the store, grab a heart-shaped box, and give it to someone special. Easy enough? Good. Because that's all you got to do. Just, uh, don't forget. Russell Stover. Make happy. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Buying locally made products is a simple act that can have a tremendous impact on a local economy. Since our company was founded nearly 30 years ago, the Original Mattress Factory has offered quality mattresses that are hand-built in our own factories and sold directly to you. Plus, we're not just locally made. We are also locally owned by our employees who live, work, and play in the same communities as you. So stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the difference local makes for yourself. Right here in Pittsburgh. To succeed in business, you need talent. You find talent at the Word FM Job Fair. Businesses know our job fairs set the standard in this town thanks to the caliber of this audience. Highly trained, always seeking to up their game. These are loyal, hardworking, dedicated folks who'd seriously consider your offer if they only knew you had one. The Word FM Job Fair, Thursday, March 28th, 11 to 3 at the Pittsburgh Plaza Hotel Green Tree. It's anything but business as usual. Secure your presence now at 412-937-1500. A moment of destiny from Pastor Paul Shepard. God says when you go through trials of many kinds, consider it joy because when I get through working you out, you're going to have spiritual muscles that you didn't have before. Where you used to be weak, you'll be strong. You'll look at yourself and say, I used to not be able to, and you'll see the apparatus in your life say, I couldn't handle that before. I remember when that used to happen, I'd backslide. I'd lead a church. I'd be done. I remember when I was tripping over that kind of trial, but now I can eat that trial for breakfast. Pastor Paul Shepard is the senior pastor of Destiny Christian Fellowship in Northern California. The program is heard daily on radio stations across America and anytime at pastorpaul.net. Most of the area sees cold rain tonight with temperatures in the mid-30s. In the laurels, uh, snow, sleet, and freezing rain turns to rain this evening. Watch for icy spots through the evening. Milder with rain tomorrow, high 44. You may even hear a rumble of thunder in the afternoon. 
Then rain will turn to snow showers and flurries tomorrow night. As it turns colder and windy, wet roads can get icy, low 27. Flurries high 32 Wednesday. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. A family-owned Christian grocery store is facing questions from some customers who felt it crossed the line with a political message on immigration in a recent ad. Max, Max Fresh Market Store Circular. You know what, you know, you've been seeing these since you were a kid. Um, the circulars come in the mail or, you know, they're mixing with the newspaper. They typically include a religious or a political message at the top. But um, Now, this is in southeast Arkansas. Let's right. just clarify that it's no, it's not in the western Pennsylvania area. Right, right. Yeah, it's not local. And, and you know, Arkansas, say what it is, right? That's Bible Belt. That's Bible Belt, of course. So Max has done this for decades. Uh, the store posted a controversial ad on its Facebook page as well. It says this. Heaven has a wall, a gate, and a strict immigration policy. Hell has open borders. Let that sink in. All right. I mean, you know, now they're selling cans of corn, and everyone knows what their circulars are like. But, man, this has gone big time. Okay, wait. So we are talking about the eternal destinies of human beings. Right. And slapping it on the cover of a grocery circular. That's absolutely tasteless. And theologically incorrect and a lot of personally are, irresponsible. Yes. It's, it's, bad, it's bad business. It's it is. bad theology. Yeah. Everything about it is, is untoward. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, look, we're talking I'm, about the Bible Belt. Right. I mean, the, the a family-owned right. business. Sure. So there's not layers of corporate speak. It's their own business. Right. I mean, that's their – I'm not saying that, you know, the – Government needs to, or the the police need to come down on them. Law enforcement needs to get the max cash saver out of everyone's house. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, as someone who believes in Jesus and believes that there is a heaven and there is a hell, then looking at something like that slapped on, you know, on an ad for fresh ground beef and whole roasted t- potatoes is completely <laughs> offensive. Right. People took to Facebook to express their disappointment. Bad moves. Someone says, "Hope you got a business." Check out the weekly ads for great xenophobia. Um, other people said, yeah, they, they, were, they were on board with it. That, that's the problem. When you start mixing your politics and your religion, faith together. it's just a big mess. Yeah, it is. That's just a mess. Now, I think this goes without saying, but I feel like it should probably be spoken that regardless of how heaven is arranged, okay, and I'm putting those in air quotes, is arranged. God is the one who's doing the choosing. So the fact that we would ever link something like that to anything that was a man-made policy right. is just. Yeah, just a stupid. That's all it is. But it's not just stupid. It it's, is. No. I mean, anything no, that we can mess up, we're going to mess no, up. No, it's not, it's not just stupid. It's, it's absolutely incorrect. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's incorrect. Stupidly, yeah, stupidly incorrect in every way, shape, or form. In addition to being unhelpful. Yeah, that's true. To to humans who God desires would come to him and recognize that that's an act. Those are two actual places we're talking about, not some kind of imaginary fable. So the problem is human pride and ego and hubris, whether it's the Grammys where you think whatever comes out of your mouth is the be all and end all or some guy who owns a grocery store and slaps it on his weekly circular. Right. What you have to say matters above all. 
And of course, then you put the gospel and you put Christ in the middle of it all. It's just stupid. Anyway, Max, take a break. Come back. We got more. Stick around. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville is everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. I had a great time this morning with my dentist. She just made me feel so comfortable. To patients of Dr. Megan Stock, she's more than a great dentist. She's an answer to prayer. She makes you feel so calm. Didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth. We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families. I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a break beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time. She does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. My daughter went to a college fair last week right here in Pittsburgh down at the convention center. And, you know, there's so many good schools. I mean, just in Pittsburgh, there's so many good schools. You think about all the options that there are. And then if you're a believer in Jesus and you think that that's an important part of your child's education, there are a lot of great Christian schools, too. Yep. So I was looking through a lot of the material yesterday um, when I was sitting at home on Sunday afternoon. And I got to the flyer for Grove City. And full disclosure, my older daughter goes to Grove City. John's oldest son goes to Grove City. And I was just looking through the brochure, and the very beginning of it, it really hit me as the probably the heart of the reason why my husband and I just loved sending our daughter there. And the beginning, and this is a um, this is not a, an actual quote. This is just how I remember um, the uh, the opening folio. It says, "You are uniquely created by God, and you have particular talents. You have particular abilities." Um, and those things are important, but they are unique to you. And our job as a university is to help you to uncover what you think God is telling you to do so that your skills and abilities can be maximized 
for the glory of God and for the kingdom of God and for the good of everyone you come in contact with. And I thought to myself, that really is what we're talking about at Grove City, right? We're talking about people who are studying things so that they can be proficient and intelligent, be able to relate well to their culture and be able to actually make a difference in the world around them. Nice. So God knows the potential that he's placed in you and you as you love your children, see that potential as well. It's important for your child to know their own potential. And I believe as a dad who's got a Grove City student that they see it, that they work it, They bring it to fruition. The potential at Grove City College, look online, gcc.edu. How does Trinity Christian School's classical approach prepare students for college? With SAT scores more than 200 points above the national average and a solid biblical understanding of all subjects, all for an exceptional value compared to other private schools? Find out at their campus-wide all-grade showcase February 21st at 7 p.m. Hear from the headmaster, teachers, students, and parents of one of the top 10 K-12 schools in Allegheny County, Trinity Christian School, 412-242-8886. Tomorrow's Lincoln's birthday. I know this, February 12th, because it's my mom's birthday. So, you know, we would celebrate. Hey, mom, you know, you and Abraham Lincoln... (laughs) It's a good combination. My mom's been gone for a long time. She's been gone 15 years uh, last month. But but I often think, you know, you know how it is. Um, you're a certain age. You, you think about your parents. And when I think about my parents, and when I especially think about my mom, I think about the echo of prayer in her life and how I am a recipient still of that echo. Um I remember as a young kid, I was maybe, you know, 12 years old. And, of course, I had prayed with my mom many, many times. But there are are particular moments when I think back about my mom. And I remember being this kid of 12 years old, and I had reached the point in the summertime where I could stay up a little bit later. And I I ran up one time (laughs) uh, at the end of the local news on a June night, and the beginning of Johnny Carson, and I had to go to the bathroom, so I didn't want to much. I didn't want to miss the beginning of Johnny Carson, and I ran upstairs quickly to go to the bathroom, and there was my mom kneeling at her bedside, saying her prayers. And there was something about that moment, I, probably because I was you know young and just foolish and in a hurry, that I stopped, and. It surprised me. I mean, so much so that how many decades later, I still see her in my mind's eye with her eyes closed and her head bent down and her hands clasped together in prayer. I mean, it, it was a beautiful, holy image. And I remember, you know, seeing my mom, you know, watching her. Um, I remember, you know, whenever we have communion at our church, and coming back from communion as a boy and watching my mother pray. I, I, I don't know what that is. I, maybe it's just you know me, but there's something about seeing your parents pray, especially when they are unawares. The, you know, they're not doing it. That there's a strong, deep echo there that I, I love so much. For years, we would say um, at our dinner time, we would say we would say a, a, a rote prayer, 
and you know my mother would put this meal in front of all nine of us and then we there'd be a pause as she sat down where our conversation ceased and then we would say this prayer bless us o lord and these thy gifts which we are about to receive from thy bounty through christ our lord amen and uh, at our daily prayer, at our mealtime, we sing our prayer. We sing the Johnny Appleseed prayer, which is my wife's family tradition. But then there are some times whenever, you know, we're untoward and I'll say, I'll say to our kids, let's say the quiet prayer. And of course, that's the prayer that I just said to you. But I think about the echoes of our family prayer and me now, look at me. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 60 And I think back to the echo of my mother's prayer and my father's prayer, knowing that they prayed for me as a boy and that I, in turn, of course, prayed for them. And when I look at my family, for better or worse, knowing that the power of those prayers, that those echoes have made me into the man that I am today. My wife's parents passed away a few years ago, and we made a visit to the farmhouse to take take the farmhouse down, essentially. And one of the things in my mother's, or my wife's mother's sewing room is a small frame, and in the frame it just says, prayer changes everything. And I took that for my own. I said, do you want this? And she was like, no. And so that's that's in a little room in our house. So I think about that echo. And when I pray now, I want to be so intentional about my prayers as a believer, as a husband, and as a father, as an employee, as a man who is struggling in my own life, like we all do, in my faithfulness, in my fear, in my joy. And I want to ensure that as I pray, that my echo, long after I'm gone, decades after I'm gone, will still in some ways have resonance in my children and grandchildren and all those people who survive me. That I am faithful and strong in my prayer life, that that echo continues to reverberate, that gives praise and glory to Christ. What do you think about when you think about your own prayer echo? So powerful, isn't it? I mean, the prayer, the the gift that we've been given, such a wonderful gift. And I think we, me, oftentimes I, I don't give it enough, what? I don't give it enough due diligence. Or I don't recognize oftentimes the miracle, the miracle. I mean, I was talking with someone the other day about the Big Bang. And this guy was coming at it purely, if you know, from it's, well, you know, in the Big Bang, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know if this guy was a believer, but, you know, the explosion. (laughs) To think that the God of the universe in being created something that scientists 
and laymen still talk about today, the Big Bang, where there was this explosion of force of creation in majesty that brought everything that we know and exist in to being in the past and in the future. And within that Big Bang, he made himself known to you and to me, to all of us, that I can at any second of any day close my eyes and say, Lord, I need to be with you. I need I need to tell you something. I need to talk to you. I need to love you. I need to worry with you. I need to cry with you. I need to be with you in that moment. So hear me now. <laughs> I mean, h- how can you even quantify something that's so big and beautiful and powerful, yet at the same time so tiny and so poetic and so infinite that that echo will continue to exist as long as I had that willingness to reach out of myself and to call on you and to invite you into my life. Man, there's great power there. So the encouragement is for myself and for you to keep on keeping on and to let that echo move forward in all of our lives. So no matter where you are right now, whether you have great joy on this Monday in February or you're in despair or you need help or all is right and well, no matter what, good times or bad, that that echo continues on in all of our lives to praise the holy name of the Lord of the universe, that Jesus Christ, who came into this world as a man and took on all the sorrows, all the joys, and then took the nails for our sins, that that echo continues. And we know him and love him and praise him. Let's take a break. Back in a few minutes. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Business is booming, and so is Christian Business Partners where you'll find allies who share your values as you seek to serve God in and through your daily work. Now with seven chapters throughout the region, including new groups in Monroeville and Ambridge, find weekly encouragement from 8.15 to 9.30 a.m. as you enjoy prayer and Bible study, fellowship, trade referrals, and make friends. Find your Christian business partners at cbp316.com. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Freshman Congress people 
who are just, in my opinion, over eager to speak. I think, I think at least for me, the first time that I've ever recognized freshmen who are new to the political process who have such power that they are trumping the people that are, no, no pun intended, trumping the people that are already in place. And so much so the people are genuflecting and going, those it's freshmen crazy. have great ideas and we're going to follow along. It's a mistake for the Democrats. Big time. I really do. I think I believe it's a mistake for the Democrats. Um, we're thinking of, uh, what's her name? Ilan Omar. She is a Somali woman. She serves in the House, Minnesota's 5th Congressional District. And uh, she's a freshman. She's one of um, the first two Muslim women who have been elected to Congress. And um, none of that's the problem. The problem is um, her comments about Israel. So she's facing backlash after suggesting that the Republican Party's support of the nation of Israel is fueled by donations from the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, or APAC, which is a prominent pro-Israel group. Right. So um, she responded to GOP leader Kevin McCarthy as he uh, talks about uh, this criticism. It's stunning how much time the U.S. political leaders spend uh, defending a foreign nation, even if it means attacking Free speech rights of Americans is what's been said. And Omar replied, it's all about the Benjamins, baby, followed by a musical note emoji. She's been critical of the Israeli government. I couldn't figure out what that meant at first. I was like, the Benjamins? Then I realized it's a $100 bill. Right. It took me a while. So Omar's been critical of the Israeli government over its treatment of Palestinians and supported the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement, a nonviolent activist campaign that aims to put economic and political pressure on Israel over its actions toward Palestinians, including a calling for an end to Israel occupation of the West Bank. The problem is people have short memories and they're ignorant of their history. Now, look, all you've got to do is look at... If we're people of the word and people of the book, look at Israel in the Bible. And of course, people don't want to hear that, right? The people do not want to talk about Israel or the Bible. Okay, so if they don't want to do that, let's just talk about World War II. There it is. That's it. Because after World War II, as the Israeli state was formally sanctioned, put into place, then there became a land dispute. And the Palestinians were left on the outside. Right. Okay. So if she wants to support the Palestinian cause, that's her right. She, I, I would assume, would be was elected by Minnesota's 5th Congressional District with their full knowledge that that's how she felt about it. I wonder. However, but uh, supporting the Palestinian viewpoint is different than saying that the only reason that people in America are supporting Israel is for cash. Yeah which is completely and totally off the wall misguided. Right. Do your homework before you speak up. And that's the problem with the freshman class, that they know very little about very much. And so the ignorance shines through. But now they've got a gigantic platform, right. and they can find themselves quickly within the bowels of the U.S. government. Speaking from that power podium, it's chaos. Mm -hmm. This is not going to work out well in the long run. So... I don't know. It's almost like, and I hate to say this, you have the enemy in the hen house speaking out of line. Well, I just feel like, I don't want to call them the enemy. but I, that's, When you're speaking like this I know. against it, it, yeah, Israel just, it, and pro-Palestine, I believe that right, is. Right. I, I just feel as if these 
new Congress people are just getting each other overexcited about the power and potential they have in their new position in Congress. I mean, who wouldn't be? I guess, I guess but don't you have to temper that? I mean, if, if you are a freshman congressperson and you're starting to feel like, wow, I just have a great position of power and look at all these things that I can. You it's have social to, media. You have to. Te- it is social media. You're right about that. It is. You have to temper it with some with some knowledge of reality. That wait a minute, hold on. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep a bridle on my tongue because I realize I don't nope. know much about anything. There's no such thing as a bridle on people's tongue anymore, right? It's hubris and it's power together, which creates a deadly toxic cocktail. And it's just the beginning of something that's about to explode here if we're not careful. That's what I say. Anyway, thanks for being with us. Uh, we're up podcasting about an hour or so after we leave the air. Find us on Twitter. Find us on iTunes for the podcast. Find us on Facebook. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.